Wake Up Tri-Counties live from our Sevalot studio. Good morning. I'm Sean Kernan, and joining us live in the studio is the superintendent of Kiwani Schools, Dr. Chris Sullins. Good morning. Sean, thanks for having me on the radio this morning. Let's talk about the tax levy. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, this is time, uh, probably our three most important uh, board meetings, one of three. You know, uh, the first one is, is kind of in July when we start beginning the new year, and then we approve the, the budget in September, and then we have an auditor come in October, tell us how we did the previous year, and then now this is our tax levy season, uh, getting ready for levying for taxes based upon our equalized assessed value or how much property value we have in our Bureau County which is Neponset, former Neponset School District, as well as Henry County with the Kiwani School District. Um, so as we look at those together, you know, we we, uh, we were pleased that, you know, you always want to make sure your EAV is going up. And I think as a homeowner, you want to make sure that your, your assessed value of your property is going up too, not uh, going, as they say, underwater and going the opposite way. Um, and so this is one of those years that they call the, like a, a reassessment year where it's every four years they go back and take a serious look at everybody's property uh, based on sales in the area, um, your local area, sales in your county, and combine that all together. Um, and so it looks like that uh, our estimate is that our EAV is going to go up 9.73%, uh, which is about 10.5% in Henry County and 7.5% in Bureau County. Um, so uh, by looking at uh, our tax rates, one of the things that we're proud of in Kiwani Schools is that you know, our tax rate in the Ed Fund, the Building Fund and Transportation um, are the lowest in the area, uh, especially our Ed rate at $1.84, so lowest, require, uh, lowest uh, required by the state of Illinois. And so what we have to do is make sure we maximize those dollars so we collect those, because if we don't collect the, f the minimum amount, especially in transportation, that becomes a negative. Um, where the state will reimburse you less money for your buses and things of that nature because they think you don't need the money if you're not levying the full 20 cents. Um, so we're pleased our tax rate uh, since I uh, in the last 15, 20 years has bounced between that 455 to $4.60 um, rate. And we believe that, uh, that coming up that we can get it under $4.50. So that's probably about the third lowest school district in this in uh, Henry County, um, and actually when you look at Henry Bure Henry Bureau and Stark counties, um, we're like in the top three lowest um, uh, uh, lowest tax rates uh, of the 28 schools within those three counties. Um, so uh, again, trying to be respectful of the taxpayers and believe we can get that under four dollars and fifty cents. Um, so that kind of tied into uh, when we talk about the budget at the state level uh, for next year. You know, it's uh, the politicians have had about six six weeks off of rest, and now in uh, in January the politicians will be coming back, um, and our representatives and senators as they go down to Springfield uh, start building the budget. Uh, one of the things that we always support is what's known as the evidence-based funding model. Uh, that's our general dollars of how we get revenue from the state of Illinois to support education. It used to be general state aid, and under the old formula, everybody got, you took $6,119 times how many students you had on average from the year before, and that's the amount of money you get the, the next year. Um, under this new formula, 
and I call it new because it's been relatively new. It's been out there uh, seven years now. Um, but the process behind that and the theory is they look at how much wealth do you have in property, just like we talked about, um, with our property wealth going from 94 million to 103 million in our school district. Um, how much you have wealth behind divided by the number of students you have uh, in attendance. Uh, and then there's, and then the state comes in and says, for this many students, you should have this many administrators, this many nurses, this many counselors, this many teachers, this much support staff, and this is how we're going to support you. And so, what's neat about that is they give every the adequacy target, as they call it, is 90 percent, because the state of Illinois believes that if local dollars and the state can get you up to 90 percent, the federal government will make up 10 percent. So. You know, we've been able to move that, the state's been able to move the needle for us to go from a 52% adequacy target to 71% now in the last seven years, which has been awesome. And other school districts around us um, have gone up as well, um, but we are definitely the lowest, at, uh, have the lowest adequacy target right now, uh, number, excuse me, right now in Henry County. And so it's nice that when the state fully funds the system, that supports those school districts that have the most students with the least amount of resources to support them. And so hopefully the, um, those efforts will continue down in Springfield and we'll start seeing those, continue to see those positive results of uh, more state dollars coming to our school district to support our kids. Um, and speaking of kids, I mean, what a night last night, you know. So a lot of times, you know, we'll have groups, we honor kids that go to state or have state awards, and sometimes there'll be one individual or be a group of like GI will have 12, 15 kids show up. Maybe the band one time showed up. I think we had 70, you know, we got our second, uh, our state honors last year. Um, this year we only had one individual, but uh, boy, does he, as they say, carry a big stick, so to speak. And, you know, what a well-deserving individual. Brady Clark uh, was named to the IHSA 4A football first team All-State. Um, which was down in uh, at ISU in Bloomington uh, for the state finals, and that was really neat. Tim, Coach Atwell, and myself went down um, along with his coach and several of his teammates. Of course, his parents um, going down there to, to see him get his honor, his uh, recognition for that. You know, but Brady ends the season or ends his career, his four-year career at Kewanee High School. Um, played quarterback the last several years. Uh, played receiver, uh, I think it was a sophomore year, freshman year, uh, also played on the defensive side. So I think this year probably played about every every down this year, you know, when necessary. Mm -hmm. uh, but he, you know, he set so many records, you know, for the season. His uh, passing percentage was 61%. Career passing was 60.3%. You know, those are NFL numbers right there. I'm just going to let you know. Um, also, extra points in the season with 41 uh, extra points in one game, which uh, is just phenomenal. Uh, seven points, you know, extra points in, in, in one single game. Uh, he tied the extra uh, most points in the season with Jim Hart's record, I think it was from 1976, with 119 points. Uh, scoring career, you know, 223 points scored, and that broke a 100-year-old record. That's probably, you know, the pinnacle. That's probably the biggest one out there that you, you think about record lasting 100 years and how the game used to be played 100 years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, I would have thought if you would have told me, oh, he broke a 10-year-old record or a 5-year-old record, because we scored a lot of points in the last several seasons. 
I would have said, yeah, that's about right. But to think he broke a 100-year-old record is just incredible. And, of course, you know, we all have fond memories of uh, his longest field goal, set the record for longest field goal postseason, which was a 40-yarder to win a game uh, at home here, um, which was just incredible to see a high school student be able to do something like that. Um, And so, you know, obviously those accolades uh, are well-reserved by Brady. And obviously also, as he will tell you, he's he's very modest, a reflection of his teammates as well, too, to help Mm -hmm. him get to that. Um, to be have that much success, and so you know we look forward to both uh, Brady and his teammates in basketball this year. You know we're off to a good start this year. We pulled out a close one there against Riverdale on Saturday. That he was uh, a great deal responsible for with that uh, incredible defense at the end, and of course 24 points. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, and and just. You know, just a great kid. That's all I can say. A great kid. It's just nice to see, uh, nice to be around him. Um, nice to have him at our school. Uh, and it's hard to believe it's been three and a half years since he was a freshman, you know. <laughs> what else would we want to mention from last night's meeting? Well, you know, one of the other things that, um, that we talked about, too, was we did, uh, you know, we, we do a five-year uh, cycle on our buses. Uh, we do that for several reasons. Number one is I always feel that when you have uh, buses that are relatively new, which is a, a five-year period of time, uh, that you always have the newest technology, the, the newest features on a bus. And one of the things we've been trying to do is air condition all our buses when we replace them. And um, so we accepted a, a bid for five buses that essentially when you trade them in, they probably average about, you know, everybody has what's the cost of a bus? Well, cost of a bus is about $120,000. 130,000 with air conditioning. Um, but by the time you uh, factor in your 40 some thousand dollars in trade in value, um, that uh, you know, you're paying about 80, 80, $85,000 a piece for a bus. And so, um, you know, these are gas buses. And as I mentioned at the board meeting last night, you know, we know that there's a big push from the state of Illinois to go electric, which is awesome. Um, but, you know, with the amount of miles that we drive on any given day, and especially with our competition in sports, probably the closest being Bureau Valley on a regular basis, you know, which is only 20 miles away. Um, you know, most of our route, most of our extended trips are going to take 40, eh, 40 uh, 60 minutes to get to. We're just not at that point to pull that trigger to, to jump on the electric bus bandwagon, mm-hmm. so to speak. And, uh, you know, we think we're probably still a couple of years away from that technology um, for those batteries that can best be utilized um, and support our our kids and, and, and our bus drivers just because they you only get about 130 miles at best, yeah. you know, off a, off a charge. And, you know, even our guys who's going to sell us their bus, he can sell you an electric bus as well as a gas bus or a diesel bus. He's like, you need to hold out a couple more years. So hopefully there will be some incentives still out there in, in a couple of years and that technology catches up to where we need it. Um, but and it'll be interesting to see all the schools around us that are going electric, you know, being uh, that first generation getting in there. Hopefully, it works well for them, and um, and that technology will just keep getting better and better. Now, last night, of course, uh, the uh, contract was approved for Rebecca Bainey to t- to take over once you're uh, finished as with your time as superintendent. What does the transition in that look like? Um, you know, what, what's unique about this, and which is great, is the fact that. You know, Rebecca is already in our system right now, so we already speak on a daily basis. You know, uh, when I first started, Rebecca was teaching sophomore English, and then we moved her down to 
uh, freshman English, and then she was uh, our our first full-time instructional coach that we have within our district. An instructional coach basically works with teachers um, on how to improve instruction in the classroom. Um, and that's really, that was a neat role for her to do for several years. And then being down at Bell, which is a kindergarten and first grade building, to be able to get her away from, you know, the, the bigger kids. And, you know, every building we have because of the tennis centers has different issues, different needs by kids, you know just because of how old those kids are. And it's just really neat for her to be able to go at the two extremes, the kindergarten, first grade level. And then she was also oversaw the preschool building at Lyle School as well. So she saw the little kids as well as our ninth through 12th graders, you know, mm -hmm. or 18, 19 year olds. Um, and so, you know, Rebecca and I have been working closely. She was on the contract negotiations team uh, with myself and several board members. And, you know, so we speak on a regular basis and, you know, I'm excited to have her uh, come in and replace me. You know, um, hopefully she can continue to build upon the things that the board has set the goals that they want to build upon, and I know she'll do a great job. Well, we still got you for a little while, though, right? Uh, six more months. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which I, which I hate to say, Sean. Probably the next six months I'll be cleaning my office out. You know, but <laughs> unlike you here, COVID was not kind to me. You know, <laughs> I just got in that bad habit of, uh, you know, we spread people out. It's hard to believe we did this because we're not in that same phase of COVID like we were. Mm -hmm. I'm not criticizing three years ago, right. back in 2020 when we shut down. But I remember spreading secretaries out in my office, putting one of them in a conference room. And then really for four months, never go in that conference room other than open the door, say hi, throw some stuff on the corner of a, of a uh, conference table. Um, and then I need to get back to doing a lot of good house cleaning. You know, it's funny, I went through a couple months ago, all my COVID sheets that we had kept, you know, just in case we needed them. And the guidelines, you know, threw all that stuff out. It was amazing how many uh, reams of paper <laughs> that we that I collected during that time as the rules were changing so quickly, sure. you know, to where we're at now. Um, rules are pretty basic, you know. All right. Well, Dr. Sullins, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Sean. I hope you have a wonderful holiday, um, you and your family. And, that reminds uh, me, yes, the winter break starts tomorrow, right? Winter break starts tomorrow. We have an early out. Um, and so after January, I expect you to give me an update on uh, the, the new good movies to go watch. I know you, okay? <laughs> Will do. Thank you. Thank you, sir. You're listening to Wake Up Tri-Counties live from our Save-A-Lot studio.